Welcome to Best Song Ever. Uh, my name is Luke LeBen. Uh, hey, Luke! Luke, glad you can make it. Uh, hey, Kev. Um, yeah, uh, doing a uh, podcast from Kevin's birthday. Uh, he's yeah. His birthday party. We're turning uh, twenty-eight. The big two eight. The big two eight. And speaking of numbers, you sure you sure we should be doing this right now? There's a lot of people here. Oh, you know, birthdays are the best time to celebrate. I just wanted to see all, you know, all my dozens of friends, hundreds of friends even. Uh, you know, dozens of hundreds? Like, like to get get together with not a care in the world, no uh no reason not to, right? Yeah. Uh I mean that people are getting pretty rowdy, man, and th- this is getting sloppy. I I'm the only person with a mask on here. And Oh, well, yeah, take that off here. Take a Sip of this. There you go. Well, I mean, granted, I do have one of those like weird uh, eyes wide shut orgy masks on. I thought. Oh, maybe. we all do. Right. I mean, everybody is. It's not really protecting me from any. <coughs> oh, oh, sorry. I've had this coughing God. fever. It's just. Ugh. I've a. Uh, you know, but the party must go on. Uh, oh, that dude's wearing only a mask, but it's on his butt. It's like a mask thong. What? It's also a lot of people wearing their masks under their nose if they do have a mask on because, you know, you gotta sniff stuff. Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about, right? Sniff stuff, right? 28. Ah, little little bit of the old nostril ticklers, eh? Please. I'm far too old for that now. Didn't Nurbert get the vaccine? Because he's been kissing every person who came in. Get over here and smooch me, baby! Hey, Shut never up, get never. out of here. You're a super spreader, you piece of shit. I don't know about this, man. Uh, let's. I, Luke, you know our good, good friend Nurbert. Always got a Nurbert. Yeah. He, he always does. Nerves are going to burt. Exactly. Okay. Well, I'm just going to just huddle in this one little corner next to DJ Crocodile Connery here. And uh, I'm just, I'm just gonna hunker down and hope that none of your crazy guests come near me. You know, I, uh, uh, I kind of, I'm kind of tired, and like this, these drinks don't taste like anything. So I, I might just go lay down for a bit. Um, but we need, um, we need to count yeah, down our albums. You can't. Yeah, we should. Let's talk about. Listen, I'll lay down. I'll try to stay conscious, and let's talk about our top ten of the, the last right, well, year. It's your party. You can die if you want to. I can leave my friends behind. <laughs> you can. <laughs> that was a uh, that was a safety dance. It's my party <laughs> hybrid. <laughs> um, all right. I know a lot of you are deep in January now. You're you're looking ahead, but we still got 2020 vision, baby, because we're looking at the best albums of last year, and we're going to count down our top ten albums, numbers ten through one. And it's going to be one hell of a time. So why don't we get into it with our number 10s? Number 10. Well, let me start out. This is an album we talked about last episode. Uh, it had a lot of high praise to uh, to give it. And that is The New Abnormal by The Strokes. Oh, hey, I remember that album. I, it's so good we got to talk about it twice. Yeah. Uh, I th- I think this is a good time for me to discuss my disdain for long albums. I yeah. just can't. Cannot yeah, you do have deal. that. I, listen, I'll say this knowing that rules are meant to be broken and there are tons and tons of examples of this not being the case. But no album should be over 14 songs. Mm, I disagree. But as you listen, said, and and there are a ton of good albums that are longer than fourteen songs that true, I love. There true. are albums in this list that are like that. But I hold the views rule, named after the uh, awful Drake album, uh, which close to my heart. You know what's crazy is you named after views because views was too long, and then his albums got longer somehow. <laughs> they yeah, had like uh, thirty songs on them. But someone needs to tell that dude to uh, to cut out the. The worst 15 right. songs he makes. Trim trim the fat a little there. Trim the fat. Drakey, Mr. Aubrey. But The Strokes put out the new Abnormal, nine songs. You know how good a nine-song album is? Flawless. Every one slaps. Well, but hey, get one more in there. 
don't you make it 10? Nice round. I would like 10. 10 would be nice. But you know what? I'm not going to fault them for it. I'd no. rather them have nine great songs than 10 good songs. That's true. The New Abnormal is just everything I want out of an album. Good top to bottom. And that's why it made the top 10 for me. Absolutely. My number 10 album comes from Namdi, who used to go by his full name, Namdi Agbanaya. And he is a amazing uh, singer-songwriter, multi-instrumentalist from Chicago. And he's been a staple in the Chicago indie scene for years. I interviewed him uh, back for his album Drool, which I, I thought that album was great. But then he really took it to the next level with this album Brat. Have you heard this one, Kev? Yeah, I'm not surprised this is on your list specifically. It uh it very much is a is a Luke album. Yes. It's it's got so you know, I like things that are strange and I love Namdi's signature of like going high and then he has like his high little squeaky voice, which uh when I play the gimme gimme song, <laughs> it drives Kyle crazy. And so I always do it because I love his high voice. But he did like some some styles that weren't present on drool because i knew him from that but going back and listening he did some more of these sort of like the clicky drum parts and sort of like a math rocky uh type rock sound on some of these songs but then he did some of his more like brooding electronics and the song wasted is just one of my favorites of the year such a beautiful song Namdi is uh, always going to be on my list, most likely, when he puts out a new album, because he's been just going up and up, and I did a deep dive on his discography last year and listened to all his stuff, and I highly recommend anything in his catalog. Number nine. So, uh, as with The Strokes, I think I'm a sucker for an artist putting out an album after a few years of... uh of no releases and having it be some of their best work. Yeah, they kept you waiting. Yeah, yeah, it was worth it. Right. My number nine is Suddenly from Caribou. Oh, yes. Chaboy, me, had a early release of this last year before it even had an album cover. And I don't remember why. I got, and I listened to this like last November or something and like loved it. And then it came out so long after I like sort of forgot about it. And I feel like I didn't listen to it as much as I should have. Cause it really was an amazing album. Yeah. Um, these, these projects from a single artist that, that do take so long, yeah. you have to wonder how much time and like care went into it. And right. I think it shows, I think this album is really something special i think some of the songs on it just like are absolute earworms like i'll be humming new jade all the time it's an album i I visited a lot throughout the year and it kept going for me for quite a while all right my number nine album comes from the beths an amazing new zealand uh punk rock band have you listened to this band at all kevin yeah Big fan. Uh, New Zealand's putting out a lot of good music. NZ in the hizzy, baby. Uh, They put out their first album, Future Me Hates Me. And uh, that's when I heard of them. And I really liked a song from it, but never really dug into it. And then when I heard this, uh, it it had a uh, lightness to it and a warmth and sort of a nostalgic vibe because I think they are sort of influenced by some of the early aughts indie rock and emo that I grew up on. And as you said with Caribou, there's some earworms. A lot of these choruses get stuck in my head. And they have a lot of big, boisterous rock songs. But one of my favorites is actually a more like pulled back, sort of twinkly guitar tune called Jump Rope Gazers, and this is the titular track. The album is also called Jump Rope Gazers. I love the chorus, and it's it's kind of a love song, and I feel like it has that sort of coming-of-age nostalgic feel to it, which is sort of carried throughout the album. So let's take a listen to the Beths with Jump Rope Gazers.
Oh man, Luke, that was an awesome song choice for the party. Everyone's like breaking shit. It's right. awesome. They're like jamming out to that that tender sort of ballad. Uh, going, I mean, there was a full mosh pit going. I was like, guys, are you even listening to the song? I don't think it was fueled by music at all. I think that there's just like some sort of violent fight going on out there kevin who who are these people i i don't know i invited everyone i knew i saw particles flying from people's mouths into the air uh not a care in the world it's uh it's just a it's just a blast okay all right did, did you find some of these people on like craigslist or that dude's got a task rabbit shirt on is he like supposed to uh, fix something i uh i walked out on my balcony and I, you know, I live on a major street. Yeah. And I just started yelling, everyone, get in here. Party. Uh, right, right. And, uh, you know, that's, I said, invite everyone you know. Text your whole phone book, regardless of relationship. Okay. And uh, and get them here. All right. I really wish just this info people. would have been included on the invite. Well, I texted everyone in my phone book, Luke. What was I to do? It's true. I'm uh, locked in your bathroom. So, you know, we're recording this virtually even though we are like inches apart i'm peeking out to check out the party but kev you're you're not partaking in the festivities are you you're not looking so great you think you're doing okay oh no i feel terrible uh but you know i got the music flowing through me you know i'm just achy all over i just think that the beats are really just pounding inside my body okay all right Uh, i'm i'm Let's keep going. I want to hear this top. All I right. want to hear yeah, this yeah. top. Yeah, yeah. Let's just keep going, and then it'll probably feel better. Number eight. This was an artist I was introduced to by best song ever, uh, former compatriot <gasps> Brian. What? And he texted me, and he goes, "Kevin, my dear dear friend, I know that you like pop music and '80s referential stuff and uh, songs that are just bops." Brian didn't say that, but I'm paraphrasing. I was like, that doesn't sound like And it. he goes, you gotta listen to What's Your Pleasure by Jesse Ware. Mm. And boy, from moment one, I was like, Brian was right. I really do like this. It's uh, self-proclaimed new disco and you. Mm. And I think that sums it up really nicely. This is just like really good dancey fun music i think she brings some really really strong vocals that get like just intense uh this is absolutely an album i put on when i'm in the car and sing very poorly to uh spotlight being at my absolute favorite the the opening track yeah but top to bottom i think it's got songs that are like very very dancey catchy poppy and just like are perfect for uh, you know a party that uh, definitely is happening. You know, yeah, it's it's full of poppy nugs. What's my pleasure uh, listening to this album? <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> Jessie wears a woman. She makes music, right? That's true. That's an astute observation. Those are facts, and you know, yeah, those are facts. You know, there's three other women in music, and this is their part three, their third album. And it's the Heim Sisters. Ooh. This is my number eight. You like this album a lot more than I did. I did. Not to say that I didn't like it, but this was uh, my number 20. Right. See, this one was uh, really, I, I just like, I can mark the moments in my year. You know, we were talking off mic last episode about how songs will take you back to where you were. Even when it was like, I feel like as recent as this, um, like... Just the weird year that I had when I think about the different singles of this. I was listening to The Steps a bunch when we were on a cruise in March. And I feel like just by saying the words cruise in March 2020, people like I deserve as much shame as every person at this party deserves. Um, Because we were literally like the last cruise. You know, I talked about this when it happened. Um and I cruise is not something I really desired to go on, but went with my wife's family. And I just remember having the steps be, uh, it had just like recently come out, I think. And I was bumping that a lot. And then I remember 
during my uh, 30th birthday weekend, which we were in the midst of lockdown, and me and my wife went to a cabin in the woods, and uh, we were driving to a lake and listening to I Know Alone and Don't Wanna, which had recently come out. And so, yeah, really different points throughout the year I listened to. And then when the full album came out, three of those singles are bonus tracks. Like, what? So they had 15 other songs, and then three of the... Uh, singles were bonus tracks so just so much so much good stuff on here and they explore different styles they do like a 90s r&b type thing on one they do sort of a folky country thing which was it was popular to Mm -hmm. put a late in the album folky track which is interesting heim did it with leaning on you phoebe bridgers did it with graceland 2 uh 1975 did it so and they're all like late on the album and i liked that because it was like a nice like uh just like refresh when you're close to the end and switch up and takes you by surprise so yeah that one meant a lot to me and uh i listened to that non-stop so that is my number eight number seven while your number eight was an album I had previously mentioned, my number seven is an album you previously mentioned because, boy, did I love Swimmer from Tennis. <sighs> swim, 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 go to shore. It's, I couldn't stop swimming in it. That's my favorite song on it uh, when they go, swim, 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 go to shore, get on the beach, lay in the sand. I really liked Just Keep Swimming featuring Ellen DeGeneres. yeah. It was really a brave choice to include her on the album after uh, all the things she went through this year, but hey, music's art, baby. I think we talked about this album a lot last episode. It is Tennis's best album. It's something I just would put on a lot. Like our our Saturday routine, my girlfriend and I, is to wake up and just like put some music on and have our coffee. That's and nice. this album got played a lot on those Saturday mornings because this is like because it's like a very kind of calm building album where it's yeah. it's not so loud and blaring at first, but eventually it's like okay, yeah, I'm awake, I'm through a cup of coffee, I'm ready to start my day. It's some easy listening, but still it's like engaging and catchy, and that sounds like yeah. a really nice Saturday morning coffee sesh. Yeah, by the time. Need Your Love has come on, which is a trick, too. Oh. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm ready. Let's start the... Let's let's uh, let's get to it. Yeah. All right, my number seven album comes from NMC, who put out her amazing album, The Sharecropper's Daughter, this year. This is Sarak. You, you did a nod of recognition there, Kevin, so I'm assuming you listened to this. Yeah, this, is, this was played on the podcast, right? It was. Two years ago, I played forever, yeah. and then two years later, she put out the album that it would end up on, and it's a masterpiece. Back when I was just a mere listener on Best Song Ever, this put Sarak on my radar. Yeah. And when this album came out, that was an instant listen, and it is super good. And I feel like she was sort of like a hip hop underdog because she had worked like she's put out so many mixtapes, like you worked with some of the most amazing people and toured. And so she's really made a name for herself. But I feel like she didn't get on my radar till a couple years ago. And uh, so this was quite the triumphant entrance, but also she's been around for a while. But so maybe this was just sort of reaching a new audience and taking it to a new level. But uh, I played the song Something Real on the podcast uh, back a few months ago, and I thought I'd switch it up and show sort of the dynamic style of this album because Something Real is sort of like has some horn samples and I feel like more of a classic hip-hop sound than you have songs that are more like modern production with electronics and synths, and um, it's totally different sound but still feels cohesive and then goddess gang is the song that i'm gonna play this is sarak just going for it she absolutely destroys on this song and there's a great like uh dichotomy of these big sort of synthetic sounding horns with this like beautiful piano and i just love the way it switches uh switches that up and just her verses are insane 
you're gonna your head's gonna spin when you hear this song. So here's Sarok with Goddess Gang. Let them wait for the reveal, sing. Now I'm about to put me in multiple spots. It's lyrical box in your grill, meaning I'm ill. I will not deal. I am from Shoutshot to DC. That means I only know how to go, go until I'm on a marquee getting properly built. Cause stop being a part of my stock on my bill, no man. I'm gonna keep this campaign up till rock for prayers and grains. The popular trail slogan, that's where goddamn see. I want you to levitate. My shit don't let's medicate. Why no quote, got them vocally abstaining for rap, they grammatically celebrate. I'll hydroxy cut these lightweight MCs to a suitable size. I'm approximately one fourth human, the rest is unidentified. I'ma take up every white space with some black characters, reversing to fight. Embody any guy, they got to take it out for me, I keep the hearses outside. Beware, real rap run through my veins, I'm either a female form. Y'all might get ghetto, I got this shit sonically leaked to the retail tour. See, y'all won't win, try to box me in, I'm out of it like G form. And even my mumbles like rumbles and concrete jungles. Yo, this is your point. This is for real. My crew is a very big deal. Everything we crave is 24K, like the gold inside my grill. I can reveal my sources. Might be a real rap sources. Look at your fusion, not what you used to, huh? We come over your whole damn meal. Got it. Gang. 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 Said I could be anything, that was the dope part. But I grew up planning my dreams as downstream from the dope spot. And I'm a descendant of kings and low key fiends of the coke. From streets where the police beep with the holy skin is the color of mocha. Hear me out, I've been through too much and I'm too grown to play around with y'all. Now I'm a wild out every chance I get my rhyme delivery so animal. Every vet I see, sick of much too peace for the next breed of these amateurs. Fuck freshman classes, my texts are classic. She used to glitch like Amadeus. Whoa, they scared of this black girl magic. My heritage packed well baggage. I learned this fly shit from my DNA to a T. I say rock snapping. Beauty irrelevant, this is not pageants. I'm a rap. Dragon. Every time I open my trap, it's fine. Your outlook ending up tragic. Trust me. I do this for MLKF, for homies with criminal past. This middle of passage, rhythmic mash. I raise your adrenaline in a galactic amen. Bars laden with alien cadence, breaking on enemy flags. Just mayhem. My shit have been down since day one, ready to take on the planet. Segway, 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 This is for real. My crew is a very big deal. Everything we crave is 24K, like the gold inside my grill. I can reveal my sources. Might be a real rap sources. Look at your future, not what you used to, huh? We come over your whole damn mill. Got this. Gang. 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 Got this. Gang. So my number six album of the year uh, features the song that really made my top five and that I listened to over and over again to like an embarrassing degree. Uh, and it's one you talked about already. Superstar by Carolyn Rose. Yes. This album So embarrassing is, for you. <laughs> right? No, but um, I'm surprised with the song you chose because I think do you think will last forever is the best song on the album. I, it was a tough choice. It goes through this huge like change throughout Mm -hmm. because it starts kind of stripped down and just builds and builds and builds and builds and builds. And then even like it goes into this weird, probably a bridge of just, you know, the, the whole dynamic of the song changes. And then it, it finishes with this, huge just cacophonous outro that i was just like every time i finished i was like man i gotta listen to that one more time and i listened to that song probably 30 times before i listened to any other song on the album and then finally listened to the album i was like oh wow this all is good it barely barely missed my top five uh that was probably the hardest decision i had to make was putting that at number six all right well my number six uh this was another one that I listened to on my birthday weekend a lot, and it really, uh, I feel like, 
held some special sentimentality because of that. And it breaks Kevin's views rules. Oh boy, does it. This is the 1975 with notes on a conditional form. This this album's good. I mean, I I think when you have a song that is simply Greta Thunberg speaking, like you can get away with breaking some rules. Yeah. You can right. break Kevin's views rule. It's good, but it's also long. Kind of like my penis. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> it's like there's not a downside to it. It's good and it's long. It's like take your pick. You can have your cake and eat it too. Uh, yeah, this album, I, I listened to it. I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. You definitely enjoyed it more than I did because we've had this discussion prior to prior to today. But you want to know the crazy crossover thing about it is that we're at your birthday party and there's a song called The Birthday Party on it. And I listened to it a lot at my birthday party, even though it was just me and Kyle. And so it wasn't much of a party. Um, but no, I did listen to it when we all got together distanced at Belle Isle. So I did listen to it at the birthday party. Yeah, we go we go ways back with the song. It's it's just a really interesting, strange album full of stylistic switch ups and surprisems. I don't know if this happened in previous years where there were so many good long albums where I have tiers of favorite songs. I'm like, these five are my tier one. These five are my tier two. And like, they sort of were like hit you where it's like your immediate favorites sort of fade. And then you get these like secondary and third dairy favorites. So it's the gift that keeps on giving, which did someone give you some sort of like Russian doll gift? Because you've, you've been opening that box for like an hour and it just keeps getting smaller and smaller. You're using like tweezers to open the box now. It's like there's not going to be anything in there. There's nothing could fit in there. Well, Natasha Leone came by and said, "Hey, take this." Uh, and uh, Tosh point oh, she was in she was in Russian Russian doll. I don't know. I might be seeing things. Kevin, that wasn't Natasha Leone. That was this mop that I spilled orange juice all over. Hey, I love orange is the new black. Number five. Listen, while I'm going through a fever dream, I think it's time we address the uh, musical elephant in the room. Oh boy. In that uh, I might just barely be obsessed with one specific artist. Oh, I think I know who you're talking about. Let's say it at the same time. Okay. Three, two, one. Carly Rae Carly Jepsen. Jepsen, yes, not, yeah, how was I going to say anyone else? I, listen, I've been obsessed with a lot of artists over the years. Yes. But boy, CRJ has been the one for a while. Um, I, I think it's fair to call you a CRJ super fan. I'd say I'm a CRJ super stan. Oh, shit. Dear Carly, I wrote you, but you still ain't calling. I heard about Carly Jepsen when the Call Me Maybe thing came out. I was like, oh, cool, whatever. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't really give a shit. Um, and then I kind of heard, like, rumblings that Emotion, her 2016 album, was good. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, like, I'll give it I'll give it a listen. And, like, that is where I get my feelings that pop is incredible. Yeah. Because there is such an earnest feeling of just making, like, happy, poppy music that just is good and makes you want to just, like, throw your arms up and dance. And I think that her album that came out this year, Dedicated Side B, was an improvement on Dedicated, her album from last year. Uh, It's full of just, I mean, really fun and poppy tracks. Uh, There's a feature from Jack Antonoff's Bleachers that Uh, you don't usually see features from, from them or him often. Features from Bleachers? You don't have Bleacher features? It is a, an album that was surprise dropped uh, and just like absolutely blew my mind. Um, I probably could speak more to how good Emotion is, but Dedicated Side B is very worthy of the number five spot in my list. Absolutely. And I feel like you're, you're right about the sort of like purity of a pop song because it's like the other side of... Uh, I some people would be like, oh, I can't make something too poppy, or people will criticize me for it, you know, for it being too easy or too mainstream. 
but I think there's sort of a purity in being like, I don't care if you want to judge me for doing that, that's what I want to do. So I'm going to be true to myself. Yeah. I, I truthfully think that music is the most subjective art form. Uh, It's, it's impossible. I mean, we're, we're doing this right now where we're trying to name our best albums, but I could take any of these albums, put them in number one. And I would stand by that. True. Because they're such an emotional part of people's lives. And depending on what time of the year you listen to it, I mean, Luke spoke into his birthday, uh, two albums, you know, influencing how much he liked them. And even world events that are happening can make an album super, super important to the time that it comes out in. And that leads me into my number five album, which comes from the incredible hip hop duo of killer Mike and LP as run the jewels. And, uh, I know this is going to be on your list as well, Kevin, but this, uh, I mean, the timing of this was insane. I remember when we were in, in the midst of the protests, uh, against police brutality and systemic racism and LP, uh, put a video on Instagram, of a few words from the firing squad. And I played this on a previous episode and talked about it. And, uh, it was just like the, the weirdest serendipity, but also not surprising at all because it's like, they're always talking about the system and how fucked up it is and the injustice and racism that is built into it. And they put out that great video for Ooh La La, which was all about like, the injustice of capitalism where they're like Mm -hmm. out in the bank, like burning money, which is so great. And so this album would have been fantastic and incredibly powerful on its own. This, uh, followed in the tradition of all of their amazing albums, which I've really enjoyed each one of them. Well, going back to your point about how meaningful this album was when it came out, it's such a shame because Walking in the Snow was a song that was incredibly yeah. powerful and incredibly appropriate for the protests against police brutality and systemic racism this summer. Yeah. And um, people went, wow, this, this killer Mike verse is incredibly, you know, poignant for the time. And he goes, well, I wrote that last September. Right. Which, which really went to show that that's not just a flash in a pan. That's not just a moment. That's, that's truly something, a movement that, that is fighting for, you know, justice and a better life for all people. And run the jewels is really one of the bands that is going to be, you know, what the, the bands at Woodstock were to the sixties. I mean, the the soundtrack to our decade is run the jewels is killer Mike and LP. I, feel like i get new meanings and realize different things each time i listen to the album and then i listen to i said i was going to bring it up some more uh in the future i listened to the song exploder on just happened to be on the album that i uh, had requested to play just featuring pharrell williams and zach de la roca and uh the song exploder for that is really great hearing them break it all down and talk about working from with Pharrell. But uh, I definitely picked up on meanings that I did not get uh, the first time hearing them break down the lyrics, but the, this is kind of, I feel kind of stupid for this next part because like in the course of this song, Pharrell says, look at all these slave masters posing on your dollar. And I interpreted that, as to sort of go along with LP's line about right when the base is loaded, they throw a grenade in the dugout, like the sort of thing, like no matter how well you do, you're still a slave to the system. And um, particularly African-Americans where that feeling of like, no matter how well I do, people are still going to disrespect me and judge me based on the color of my skin, you know? And, uh, so that's sort of the meaning I took away from it, which is, I feel like that is a powerful meaning and something that is in the song. But then I was like, he's talking about the literal slave masters, like the literal founding fathers, founding fathers, yes, posing on your dollar. And I 
like he says get it so many times in the course and i'm like it took me way too long to get that i was like i mean i think i get it pharrell but what oh it was like it just clicked oh man he's talking about the money so yeah this um this song focusing on money and capitalism and corruption uh, is is brilliantly done and this is just the gathering of the powerhouses here with uh run the jewels zach della roca and pharrell williams so let's take a listen to run the jewels with just Master at economics, cause you took yourself from squalor. Slave. Master at academics, cause your grace said you were scholar. Slave. Master at Instagram, cause you can instigate a follow. Shit. Look at all these slave masters posing on your dollar. Get it? Yeah. Look at all these slave masters posing on your dollar. Get it? Look at all these slave masters posing on your dollar. Get it? Look at all these slave masters posing on your dollar. Get it? Look at all these slave masters. Been it time, I'm on mine, I be minding mine. Every time on my grind, I'm just trying to shine. Make a dollar, government, they want a dozen dimes. The petty kind might kill you cause they see you shine. I done had to have a talk with myself any time. Am I a hypocrite cause I know I did plenty crime. I get broke too many times, I might slay some pines. You believe corporations running their own and your country in ran by a casino on a pedophile sponsor all these fucking racist bastards. And I told you once before that you should kill your master. Now that's the line that's probably gonna get my ass up. Master of these politics, you swear that you got options. Master of opinion, cause you vote with the white collar. The 13th Amendment says that slavery's abolished. Yeah. Look at all these slave masters posing on your dollar. Get it? Look at all these slave masters posing on your dollar. Get it? Look at all these slave masters posing on your dollar. Get it? Look at all these slave masters posing on your dollar. Get it? Look at all these slave masters. Confucius say, man, you better duck out. Get the bag and the bug out. Uh. Try to run home, you might run your luck out. Just when your base is loaded, they'll roll a grenade in the dugout. Earth folk, not a mellow bunch. We got our thumbs in the air like hella bust. Uh, look at who we done blessed with our trust. I don't think we'll be left for too much. Hand on my heart, on my mind, on my drugs. Got a vodka gut punch for your Atlas shrug. Love or not love, it's just that dumb. Lord, sweet Buddha, please make me numb. Rain bounce off walls like a city in Roomba. Just found out it's created stupid. Lit by the super moon or two loose. Plus, got shrooms in the blood, I'm zooming. BP, Richie, this is New York City. The X on the map with a pain keep hitting. Just us ducks here sitting. We're murderous Choco cops still earning a living. Funny how some say money don't matter. That's rich now, isn't it? Get it? Comedy. Try to sell pack. It's supposed to get food, get killed. It's not an anomaly. Hey, it's just Master money. Master at economics, cause you took money. yourself from squalor. Right. Master at academics, cause your grace said you were scholar. Right. Master at Instagram, cause you can instigate a follow. Yeah. Look at all these slave masters. Yeah, yeah. Let it sink in. 2020, on the map. Raw one cut in my hourglass. Don't watch it spill to the bottom half. You see the piece now. Fast on a tarmac, get a starter jack. C4 when I run it back, like a track star on a fucking lap. Nah, like when it's deal cash. Clean look, poor pugilist. A shooter's view is a pruder flick. Too rude for you, rudiments. Who convinced you you can move against the crew in this? Coming up through the fence. Offshore on a port of prince. Overture left his fingerprints on the hearts of the gate in the world of residence. How can we be the peace when the beast gonna reach for the worst? Tear on the flesh of the earth. Stay set from a deafening reckoning. Quick like a pace of a verse. So I'm questioning this quest for things is a recipe for early death threatening. But the breath of me is weaponry for you, it's just money. Number four. Number four is my most surprising inclusion. This is an album from someone I didn't think would make a year-end list for me. Someone I didn't think I'd necessarily even, like, be in love with the album. I'm in suspense. But Plastic Hearts <gasps> from Miley Cyrus <gasps> is incredible. <laughs> Luke died. Luke just died. I saw it on camera. <laughs> no, no, I'm good. Uh, oh, God. He's back. He's back. This uh, I unbelievable album from Miley Cyrus. She has put out such a varied style of music in the last few years. Because when, uh, you know, the, the most famous album, Bangers, came out, I think we all kind of figured out exactly who, my, we all thought we figured out who Miley Cyrus was, and was just going to put out kind of like, you know, your your usual kind of druggy pop right, that just right. was 
a little scandalous, but kind of, you know, nothing. You're run-of-the-mill stuff. And then she put out an EP that was fine. It, to me, it, it, it had a good song or two, but it, it didn't really grab me, and that wasn't really unexpected. But Plastic Hearts uh, instantly looks different. Uh, I'm gonna, have you? How familiar are you with this, Luke? Yeah, let me give uh, my take, because I have not listened to the whole thing. I heard the Joan Jett song, okay. the one that features Joan Jett, and it was pretty good. Um, and I've... Uh, I've been talking a big game about how I'm like not snobby about pop artists anymore, but I'm not a Miley Cyrus fan. And, um, I, I would talk shit about her in the past and be like, say she doesn't like sound good or whatever. And Kyle's like, she has like an amazing voice. And then I was listening to this album and I'm like, you know what? She really is like talented. She has a really great voice. I just don't like it. And I don't know what it is. I'm just like, I don't know. It's not for me. Maybe I should give it another chance because I know she's going in new directions. But I don't know. Maybe it's just the history of it that I struggle to get on board let's, with Miley Cyrus. Let's just look at the features on this album. There's only four songs with features listed on Spotify. So I'm reading right off this. Uh, Prisoner featuring Dua Lipa. Someone I had, I had in my Solid. top Nightcrawling, featuring Billy Idol. Oh, I thought you were say Billy Eilish. <laughs> no, the the elder Billy. I I love Idol. Uh, as you as you previously mentioned, Bad Karma, featuring Joan Jett. A I mean, song I don't necessarily love as much as I wanted to, but I have to recognize is really cool to see those two together. Plus, a legend. Uh, the Edge of Midnight remix with Stevie Nicks. Oh. Uh, this is a wild, wild case where Midnight Sky is a song on the album. It's my favorite song on the album. And the chorus is somewhat familiar. Like, I'm just like, oh, that's, that reminds me of something. I don't really know what. Uh, it's because it reminds me of Edge of 17 by Stevie Nicks. Oh. And the remix on the back part of the album is a essentially mashup of Edge of 17 with Midnight Sky. Hmm. So we have two different versions of that song on this album, one of which has Stevie Nicks singing Edge of 17. And it's just, it's awesome. Like, I, I've got nothing, nothing good things to say about it. Like I said, I'm shocked that I've got this album in my top four. But when I was writing my albums out, I was like, yeah, I listened to this a ton since it came out. And I've really, really liked it. Well, my number four also comes from a pop superstar who implemented some new styles. We talked about her ad nauseum last episode taylor swift with folklore yes evermore didn't make my list probably because it was just a late release too and i didn't it didn't make such an impact on my life this year i feel like as uh folklore did i uh i just loved folklore because of its understated beauty because of going back to like the folk roots and stripping it down for the the pandemic situation that she was in and just bringing in the amazing talent that she did of Aaron Dessner, Jack Antonoff and Bony Vare to help out. Like those are all amazing artists. And she really just, I feel like grew as a songwriter on both of these and it's her finest work yet. Number three. My number three is something we just discussed, uh, Run the Jewels 4. It's just, I could say a lot more about the album, but more so to speak on Run the Jewels as a group that's been putting out fantastic albums consistently. I don't even know how I could rank these. I spent a month this year just, like, writing down, like, okay, like, two, one, three, four. <laughs> no, four, two, three, one. No, one, four... They have been the most consistent group putting out music in this decade. My number three comes from an artist I played a few months ago on the podcast. This is Lamelda with the album Hannah. And I feel like Taylor Swift's stripped down folky. I was like ready for like more stripped down acoustic, sort of minimal, not a ton of frills, but still just expertly crafted songs and incredible songwriting and that's what lamelda delivered 
and I had not really been a fan of hers, but knew and would casually listen. But when I heard this album, uh, I was just blown away by how beautiful these songs were. And she has such a unique voice and distinct style that really draws you in. And she she's talked about how the the band sort of changed based on which friends of hers were available. And so you get some of the full band sound that she's done on some of her albums and you get it. Some of the more stripped down stuff, which is really powerful too. And she re-recorded this album three times to get it perfect. And I think that hard work absolutely paid off. This song we're about to hear is such a soft-spoken, understated, like acoustic banger. And I say banger, but obviously it's toned down. It's like sort of chill, but still building, but which is such a beautiful melody. And I uh, could not get this song out of my head. Here's Lamelda with Hannah Sun. I sent you the song from my hometown and Chicago and Atlanta sinking at the sight of your shadow on the sidewalk in Spain or back in our state was it Luke, we're running long. Uh, we gotta, we gotta speed things up here. So why don't we just do something crazy on okay. three? Say your second favorite album, and we'll right. just cover them both at once. Yeah. Okay, ready? One, two, three. Anime, Anime trauma, trauma and, and divorce, divorce by, by Open, Open Mike, Mike Eagle. Eagle. Jinxie. I mean, 
What's to say? Oh, there's so much to say. This album yes. has, has all three things you need in an album. Anime, anime trauma, trauma, and divorce. And yes. I mean, Open Mike Eagle is one of my favorite artists. I feel like there's not going to be... Anytime he puts out an album, it's going to be one of my favorites. And this one was his finest. Taking his personal trials and uh, putting them into the music in a way that's still fun and goofy, but also really powerful and affecting. And it's it's an incredible album. Uh, he's shown time and time again that he is just multifaceted emotionally and how he can present his music. Yeah. This is an album that really is heartbreaking. Uh, it touches on some really deep and dark emotions, and it's also incredibly funny. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, Headass. It's just <laughs> like... Ass. It's the um, funniest song I've heard all year. The Black Mirror uh, episode, which is both talking about his divorce and being goofy and funny, but like I yeah. I don't know how you do that. I have I don't know if I've ever heard anyone successfully like take a sort of like personal hardship and make it such a goofy and fun song while talking about a real thing that happened in their life. Like it's wild. Yeah, he's he has such an incredible rap skill set. He, um, a couple weeks ago, put out a freestyle uh, in honor of, of MF Doom, who had recently announced to pass away. And you could tell he was just heartbroken. I mean, that was his favorite rapper. And it was this somber piece that just also celebrated his stylings and, you know, his music and his life. And yeah. I... It's really, really impressive how well Open Mike Eagle can touch on stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, from song to song, you don't know what you're going to get, but it, they're all amazing. And I haven't heard that freestyle. I, that's really beautiful and heartbreaking. I need to uh, check that out because yeah, I feel really like, good. you know, who who does that better than him? From... Every piece of, of music he's put out, he shows that he is just like a top talent in the game. Absolutely. So we're agreed. We have a mutual number two. And uh, speaking of mutual number two, a bunch of your weird guests just like ran to the bathroom to, together holding their butts. So I, uh, I'm i not looking forward to the uh, cleanup after this party. You know what? What people do in their bathroom is their business. And what people do in my bathroom is also their business. I'm not one to pry. You're so generous. Number one. All right, Kev. What is your album of 2020? Well, Luke, I honestly, I got beef. Because I know that we have different number ones. And where do you get off? Not including the most beautiful album of the year, Phoebe Bridger's Punisher. Oh shit! What that's your number the absolute one. Absolute fuck. Uh, I'm sorry. It is. I'm sorry, Phoebs. It is. Oh my god! It's 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 everything to me. I th- this this was a hard year, right, for everyone. And I would just put Kyoto on and should just be like, you know, walk in the streets of Kyoto and be like, oh man, like one day we'll be able to do things like this again. We'll be able to live our life to the fullest. No. And I would sit in my small apartment and listen to Phoebe Bridgers and be like, one day it's all going to be okay. This album is such a natural evolution for her in my mind where she's done really good music in the past. She's worked with Boy Genius. That was a great project. But this is just the next level. This is the the album I saw on so many people's top 10 lists where it was number one. And I was like, yeah, obviously it's gotta be like, this is just a masterful album. I don't disagree with you. Like I said, I mean, I had so many favorites this year. She was in the running in my playlist, but I ended up elevating ones that meant more to me and uh, that I listened to more, but I was just re-listening because I saw she was on your list and I was re-listening to Halloween and Chinese Satellite. And um, I I was listening and I was like, I feel like I didn't fully uh, 
appreciate her first album and I really did love this one. And I was listening and I was like, I feel like she's got to be inspired by Elliot Smith, like some of her songwriting. And um, I was reading a thing that she was very influenced by him. And I feel like that comes through and I, I don't know. I hesitate to call someone like the Elliot Smith of our time because he had such a <laughs> tragic death, obviously, but I just feel like her songwriting is on that level. The, it is the meandering lyricism really yeah. does kind of it's shared between them. And I I said earlier that music is so subjective. This is the the album on my list where I can say like this album means a lot to me and is my number one and also just is the best crafted music I've heard. I I could talk about it forever, but Yeah, but uh, you're not gonna because I'm gonna interrupt you because uh I'm gonna move on to my number one, which comes from an amazing singer songwriter that I played on the podcast a couple years ago and was like, this is one to watch. And when she released her debut album, I was not disappointed. Quite the opposite. I was thrilled. Uh, this is Samia with the album The Baby. I uh, was blown away by this album. The singles that came out uh, were really awesome and interesting and super catchy, but all very different. You have Big Wheel, which is sort of like a floaty, sort of bouncy uh, rock song. And then triptych which does this like whole modular sections to it that take you by surprise and push the song into a new area even to is there something in the movies the ending which is like a minimal ballad that builds uh and her singing is just phenomenal her lyrics really get me she really captures sort of the awkwardness of becoming an adult she worked with uh, members of Hippocampus to produce it, and I feel like they they really got her style and what made her earlier work so engaging. And they that was basically the match that I feel like took it to the next level. But this is her debut album, and I love every song on it. And like I said, I'll have a favorite that I'm like, oh, now Waverly's my favorite. And then, oh, now now it's Triptych. And uh, it's just every song sort of had its own journey with me where I uh, came to love it and become obsessed with it. And her videos are super fun. And there is a sort of fun and lightness to it, even though it does have its really more powerful, heavy moments. A stunning debut from an incredible artist. Here's Samia with Waverly. There's a restaurant in the East Village Where all the waiters are celebrities My first love waited hours in the back Making brazen advances toward Waverly There's Laura the movie star Leaving his number for her on an old receipt All I know is that she didn't call him What a mystery I'm a creature instead of me Dark at night and sunlight in the morning Decide that I'll try aging gracefully Here are all of my friends and my parents This is my birthday party You can push all the tables together But you can't pull one over on Waverly If you be my friend 
Kevin. 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 <laughs> Kevin. Wait, wait, Luke. Hey. What what happened? We're all here on the Zoom for your virtual birthday because we're not like idiots. We're not like going to gather a bunch of people together have a birthday party for you. You just fell asleep right away. Yeah, sorry. I just I was overcome with emotion from seeing all my friends for the first time in like a year because we've been very um careful about, you know, seeing anybody. Yeah. Because there's a worldwide pandemic and shit. Yeah, well, um I mean, it's like beyond rude to just invite us all here and fall asleep. Uh Nerbert had a whole toast he was going to do, but now now he uh left the meeting. I don't know what's up with that. Uh but I'll tell you what, Luke, I've never even liked Nerbert. Hey, I'll tell you something. I don't even think this guy exists. I think he's like a funny voice I do or something. I don't know. It's weird. There's something up with him. That, that can't be right. <laughs> yeah. That'd be ridiculous. That'd be, no. Yeah, that can't be it. Um, My ears are burning. Get the fuck out of here, Nerbert. Who said you could be off, in this Nerbert. breakout room? You know what we should do, Luke? Let's get our three daddies to beat up Nerbert. Let's do it. You might be saying, who are these three daddies that birthed Kevin on this day many a year ago? They're very strong. We are Planet Ant Podcast, powered by Pinecast. Head over to planetantpodcast.com and check out all the great shows on there. And check out their YouTube channel where they put out live stream content all the time. Lots of good stuff over there. And, hey, offshelf.net, check it out. It's on the internet. You can find interviews from the likes of me and others. Um, And some great reviews, features, talk about board games, music, culture, everything. So check that out. All right, well, that's going to do it for our best of 2020 episode part two and Kevin's virtual birthday spectacular. Thanks for the birthday wishes, guys. I really appreciate it. Well, hopefully your your 28th is 20 great. Uh, as always, I'm Luke Levin saying, you better check your perspective. And uh, as of today, I'm Kevin Connor saying, have a great one. This is the best song ever. been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.